0: Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation.
1: They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. If you ever watched and liked the movie The Rookie, then you are going to love our chat with Nick Stevenson here on Clubhouse Conversation. What's up? It's Devo welcoming you in for another edition. And I'm not trying to say that Nick Stevenson is the exact same thing as Jim Morris, because obviously Nick Stevenson, not a high school science teacher. (laughs) He's never been a high school science teacher, and he's not going to a tryout camp and all of a sudden ending back up in pro baseball after years away from it. Not saying that exactly. There aren't exact parallels, but there's some common things between Nick Stevenson and Jim Morris, who ended up pitching in the major leagues, and that common thing mainly is an add in velocity, a big spike in velocity. Take it back one year. Take it back not even a year. Take it back to the fall when Nick Stevenson had finished up his second year in the Royals system with the Burlington Royals of the Appy League had an ERA north of 8, and it was fair to think, is Nick Stevenson even a prospect? But boy, did he answer those questions in a big way with hard work this offseason. Some weighted ball workouts have now added 10-plus miles per hour to Nick Stevenson's pitches. He's having big success. His second stint in the Appy League with the Burlington Royals, and he joins us right now. On Clubhouse Conversation, Nick Stevenson, the undrafted free agent, signed in 2012, six foot 2 right-hander out of the San Diego area in California. Nick Stevenson, welcome on to Clubhouse Conversation.
0: Yeah, man, no problem. Thank you for having me.
1: How's everything going right now for you?
0: Oh, it's going good, man. Just down in Bluefield right now.
1: Bluefield. Is that West Virginia? Is that where we're at?
0: Yeah, I believe it's West Virginia.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't even know. You travel so much, you're just yeah. like, whatever, where's the baseball <laughs> field,
0: right? Oh, yeah.
1: So what do you do for fun in Bluefield, West Virginia, after a game? Just go back to the hotel?
0: Uh, yeah, back to the hotel and hang out.
1: Maybe fire up a little Xbox or something? Or,
0: uh, No, we left the Xbox back in North Carolina, so we're pretty pretty dead on entertainment.
1: <laughs> well, it's a good thing I called then, right?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: All right, so let's talk about the Appy League then. So it's obviously in one of the prettier parts of the country. Uh, but I'm sure some towns and some stadiums are probably a lot nicer than others in that league. And so this is you know, your second year in the Appy League now, so I'll consider you the expert on the Appy League. So, yeah. so which towns are the best stops on the Appy League circuit? If you had to pick a couple of your favorites.
0: Oh man, uh, well just even just driving out to any of places is nice. It's a whole bunch of greenery, but uh, it's time to see my favorite place. I love playing in uh, Greenville. Would probably be my favorite. Nice little town, a nice stadium to play in. Just uh, all around good baseball. Cool.
1: And how about Burlington? For those here in Kansas City who have never been to Burlington, what's that town like, and and what's the park like there?
0: Oh, man, the stadium is awesome. All the people there are just so nice, man. It's just just a great town, man. I love playing there, and I love being there.
1: It was in uh, Bull Durham briefly, too, the stadium, I think. Did you know that?
0: Yeah, I actually recently heard that. I heard that this year. I didn't even know about that last year. That's crazy.
1: Have you seen that movie?
0: Yeah, I have.
1: Okay, now, so that's kind of, I mean, it's obviously, What well, I think it's high A-ball in that movie, but and that, but it's set in the Carolinas. Is, is, there any, is that movie fairly accurate? Are there some things in there that you kind of chuckled and you're like, yeah, that happens?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, bullpen talk pretty much, but, uh, you know, it's a pretty good movie. I like that. It's one of my favorites.
1: Will we ever see you throw at a mascot?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm going to, to cross that one off the list. I don't think that'll happen.
1: There you go. And probably no, no 30-year-old catcher calling you meat either, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely not.
1: Well, I want to talk about uh, the weighted ball workouts and the amazing results you've gotten because it's, it's pretty well publicized now. So in yeah. case in case people don't know about this, it's turning major heads. So before we do that, though, let's go back to the start then. So you went to Sunset High out in Encitas, California, but you went undrafted before signing with the Royals during the summer of 2012. So when yep. when did the Royals first see you pitch, and then did you know they were interested even before the draft?
0: Um, no, I had no clue. I was out with the uh, miami Marlins scout team, actually. Uh, it was my first summer pitching, and I threw one outing. and uh, one of the coaches there said, hey, I know a couple guys with Kansas City. If you'd like to have them come out and watch, and I was like, definitely, man. Ended up throwing the next day or two and uh, was on a plane back that night and signed the next morning.
1: Really? So that was just total almost luck then by your coach?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was just right place, right time, I guess. You know, I couldn't have been more fortunate for that team and uh, the opportunity they gave me.
1: Now, were you surprised at all that you didn't get drafted?
0: Um, Yeah, I was was pretty surprised, you know. But, I mean, you know, that uh, old saying, everything works out for a reason.
1: Yeah, well, it totally did. Now, besides sign with the Royals, what other options were you considering after high school? Then,
0: um, I I was uh, signed as a catcher to go to uh, University of Hawaii, and uh, after the draft didn't work out, I ended up decommitting and was going to go to uh, Juco out um, in uh, Northeast Oklahoma.
1: Wait, you were a catcher? Yes. Oh, that tells. How did you become a pitcher then?
0: Uh, I got the word a lot of scouts wanted me to be a pitcher so uh, i ended up working on that
1: oh my gosh i didn't even know that story that makes it even a cooler story then so what did you know about the kansas city royals before you signed with them did you know anything about them growing up in california
0: um not too much you don't really hear about the royals there's not not there's a handful of good royals fans down there but uh i knew all about george brett and uh bo jackson and uh so i mean i was kind of caught brushing up on my Royals history before I previously signed.
1: And probably a lot of your friends and family buying Royals hats now and you converted <laughs> them
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Good, good.
1: Well, so your first summer was in Surprise then. You pitched in yeah. the uh, Arizona League. So I've heard many guys say that's the biggest grind in all of minor league baseball. Why do they say that? What's so what, What's so difficult about the Arizona League?
0: Um, To be honest, as for me, the biggest thing was just the heat, man. Growing up in California, not really you know, being too much elsewhere for, uh, being out of there, just baseball, being Georgia. But I mean, Arizona was just a whole different kind of heat. That was uh, what kind of took me for the loop.
1: Now, as far as level of competition, like the Appy league versus the Arizona league, is the Appy league quite a bit more advanced?
0: Um, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, I couldn't really say it's more advanced. You know, all the guys here playing, playing pro ball and got signed for a reason. So, you know, everyone's obviously got talent, but, uh, I think it's more of more the way you go about it and the confidence you can have, which will really help you out.
1: So you spent last year right there, like we mentioned earlier, in Burlington. Uh, when you think back to last summer, what are your favorite memories of last summer, and which teammates were you closest to last year?
0: Oh, man. Um, I was pretty close with all the teammates, but, I mean, just overall playing ball the whole summer with all all my good friends. And, you know, I had uh, Zach and Matt Tenuta, Andrew Harris, Mike Lucurio. I mean, Everyone on that team was a real good friend of mine, and it was just a blast playing baseball all summer with them, you know. It's something you'll never forget, that first summer out out of uh, Arizona. I mean, it it was nothing but a blast, man. I had the best time of my life.
1: Yeah, well last year, so you finished up in 12 appearances, you had an 8-1-0 ERA, so the Royals have obviously seen a lot of promise in you always, and I'm, yeah. s- I'm sure you all always believed in yourself, but even with that, as a former undrafted guy who struggled last year, did you ever have a fear that a, re- a release might be coming at the end of last year?
0: Oh, most definitely, man. I mean, I know I know last year wasn't a great year for me, and uh, you know, there was always that kind of fear in, my, in the back of my head, but uh, you know, I'm glad You know, it's always still there for a baseball player, but uh you know, I'm just trying to do the best I can every day. I would
1: not be a good baseball player. I, I like triple check my stove that it's not on before I leave the house. <laughs> you know, O C D paranoid. Yeah. So you and I are all paranoid probably. But so let's talk about the amazing turnaround we've seen this year then. So you, you, you've added ten plus miles an hour on your pitches, from how I understand it. And then the, the Royals approached you about doing the weighted ball workouts at the end of last season. So, whose idea was this weighted ball workout? And when you first heard about it, what did you think of it?
0: Um, it was uh, uh, Foster. Uh, we call him Foster. He was our pitching coordinator. He came up to me the last week, I want to say, of Instructional League this past season. And he uh, got a couple of guys, and uh, he sat us down up in our conference room and he uh, brought up the program and uh, showed us a video on Steve Delbar and, you know, how it worked tremendously for him and the success he's had up right now. And, you know, at first I was just a little skeptical of it, you know, gaining 10 miles an hour. That's what, you know, he pretty much did. And I was like, wow, man. And, you know, after that uh, video, I mean, after that meeting, I was all in for it, you know.
1: So they actually, so the Royals actually kind of believe that you can have those kind of results. Like they told you that happens sometimes, the miles per hour jump.
0: Um, Foster said he's seen guys do it, and he said with his own eyes, he's witnessed, uh, witnessed it work, you know, and with that, that, you know, kind of gave me a whole confidence thing with the, uh, program, and it was nothing but hard work from there, you know? Wow. From all the guys that were doing that program with me.
1: Who else did it with you? Do you know? Do you remember all the names?
0: Yeah, it was, uh, Austin Fairchild, uh, Dylan Sons, Hunter Haynes, and, uh, Sam Lewis. Wow. that's
1: So, okay, so tell us how you were doing these workouts. Were you guys just working out all together then, or were you on your own?
0: Oh, we were all together. We were out in Arizona. We uh, we were I was rooming with uh, Austin Fairchild, and, you know, the other guys had roommates, and we would show up to the field, do our uh, armchair program, throw the weight of balls, and then after that we'd go straight into the weight room.
1: Yeah, so for those who have never seen the program and aren't familiar with it, ex- explain kind of what it is. Like, what exactly are you guys doing on the workouts with that ball?
0: So, uh for the arm care we had our first set was uh we'd hold our hands uh, our arms above our shoulders for three minutes then we'd do movement for another three after that we'd do six minutes of karaoke so our uh, arms above our head our shoulders and then we go three minutes one way, three minutes the other and then we'd do a bunch of arm circles and uh, uh dry throws and then we'd get back into the uh, batting cage and start our uh, start throwing the weighted balls
1: man so you did that like like well, how many days a week was that
0: it was uh, five days a week for ten weeks. Wow!
1: So, from how I understand it, then, so you get to spring training back in February, and at first you didn't even realize how hard you were throwing. You knew you knew the velocity was better, but that it wasn't. You know, you had no idea it was that much. Is that true?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, my first outing, I was, uh, I think I hit 92, and I mean, I, I knew the ball was, it uh, felt a whole lot better coming out of my hand, and uh, I mean, I didn't really notice until the second outing when I had to hit 94. And, I you mean, know, I really didn't even believe it until I went back, and my buddy, Matt Tenito was doing the chart. <laughs> and I said, dude, there's, there's no way that gun had to be, had to be wrong, man. <laughs> so you were you, know, you were like early. I was, yeah. I was real shocked and stoked at the same time. So, I mean, it was just completely eye-opening for me.
1: And I'm sure the Royals were, too, the Brass were, right? They're like, what is going on with this kid?
0: Yeah, I hope
1: so. So I've also – is is your velocity still there, by the way? Is it still pretty much the same now? Are we sitting about 91, 92?
0: Yeah, it's been pretty consistent all through the year.
1: That's great. Well, so I've read scouts say then that your curveball has also improved quite a bit, but that sometimes you still don't repeat it as much as you'd like, obviously. So how do you feel your curveball is coming along as the summer progresses? Is that coming along pretty well?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel – more confident as it is the more I throw it, you know. But, I mean, this I can't take any credit for that, you know, being down and extended, having the pitching coaches we had, you know, working constantly with me and with everyone else, you know. They they gave me the knowledge to do it and pretty much taught me everything about it, you know. So, I mean, all I could do was just try and repeat it, you know. But there's still a lot more work to be done with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so give us a scouting report then. So, you know, you've got the – is it just a four-seam right now plus the curveball and you've got a changeup? Is that the repertoire pretty much?
0: Fastball, curveball, and changeup.
1: Now, I know that Burlington pitching coach Carlos Martinez has been a huge influence for you. Uh, how do you like working with him?
0: I love working with Carlos, man. He's just—he's an awesome guy. He Shows everyone nothing but the utmost respect, and you know, he's not afraid to get at you if you're doing something wrong. You know, which I completely love. I love to love Carlos for the fact, you know, if I'm not doing something correctly, he's going to tell me I'm not doing it correctly, and he'll show me step by step what to do properly and. You know, I've got nothing but respect for him.
1: And you guys, obviously, so, so since they got rid of the Arizona League, you have more players than, than you typically would there in the Burlington team this summer, over thirty now. So, and I hear that Tommy Shields is a great manager and takes the time to get to know all of you guys. So, to talk about, wh- yeah, wh- what's it like playing for Tommy?
0: Oh, I love playing for Tommy, man. He's a he's a real great guy. I mean, he's always very confident with us. You know, he knows having a whole lot of players out here is going to take time, and you know, and. He's very patient with it. You know, he's always always staying on the positive side of things. Always, uh, always pushing us to get after it every day, which is which is what I love about him. You know, he's a real great coach, real great manager. So,
1: how much fun are you having this summer playing ball?
0: Oh, I love playing it. Oh man, being back in Burlington with Carlos and Shieldsy, and you know, just keep working hard with all the guys. You know, it's it's, it's absolutely an honor, man. I love it.
1: And I wanted to ask you about a few of your teammates that we keep hearing a lot about here in KC. So first of all, uh, tell us about throwing to Chase Vallo and, and what it's like playing with him, and what you've seen out of him so far this year.
0: Oh, uh, Chase, he's a he's a good guy, man. He cracks me up, but uh, you know, his kid's got some pop for how young he is, man. I always give him some, some. Uh, I always mess with him about how young he is, and uh But I mean, he's he works hard every day. He's down to play and every day in the dish, man. He's and uh, batting is taking hacks, you know, everyone's working hard. He's working hard. I could, for how young he is, doing what he's doing now, He's it's just insane. It blows my mind.
1: Now, a guy that we've been reading about for several years that's had some injury issues is uh, Robinson Yambadi. Talk about him.
0: Yamba. I actually didn't know Yamba that well until uh, he came out here. I know he was he was rehabbing while I was doing my arm care program down in Arizona, but, uh, you know, from what I hear from uh, all, all my buddies in the rehab group and, um from all of his friends that he's he's a good dude, you know, and it's I've not seen anything negative with him. He's always a positive guy. Good teammate, you know, he's a real good guy.
1: And one other pitcher I wanted to ask you about is uh Foster Griffin.
0: Foster. Yeah, man, I love Foster. He's a good guy. He's always smiling, man. He's always real positive. He's a real real good competitor.
1: Yeah, well, we hear great things about him too. And then two more hitters, then how about Logan Moon?
0: Logan Moon. Mr. Moon, oh man. Yeah, no, he actually uh he smoked a double in left uh, left center yesterday, lead off double man. I don't think I've ever seen a ball hit that hard off the wall, but uh yeah, no, he's a real good guy, man. He was one of the first guys I met down in Arizona from the new draft class and uh he's always he's getting along with everyone, man. He's always working hard, so I mean there's nothing but respect for him.
1: Couple couple knocks on the fourth of July I saw too in the KCK. Yeah,
0: absolutely. He had a he had a stellar game that uh his last game out there, man. It was on base, like four to four times or something like that. some ridiculous, man. He really was working hard that day.
1: And uh, one other guy I wanted to ask you about that we've heard a lot about that's still pretty young as well is uh, Martin Gasparini. Have you gotten to know him at all?
0: Yeah. Gasparini and him play uh, Nintendo Wii that uh, Super Mario Kart, man. He, <laughs> he kicks me all the time in that game.
1: <laughs> Has he taken you anywhere for good Italian food? Has he found any good Italian food over here yet? Do you know?
0: You know, I always tell him that the uh, Italian food here in the pizza is way better than in Italy, so he's got to get used to it.
1: (laughs) I love it. Well, so talk more about you away from the field then. So what are we going to find? You know, Nick Stevenson, if he's not playing ball or throwing around, you know, doing exercises with big medicine balls, what what do you do for fun?
0: Oh, for fun, man. Every uh, 6.30 I'll wake up You know, at the gym for a couple hours, and then the rest of that day, man, I'll be at the beach surfing.
1: 6.30 in the morning? Yeah. Every day. Every day. Man. So where are you from exactly? Where's that at? Like what part of California is that?
0: In uh, San Diego.
1: Okay, so just San Diego. You, so you grew up a Padres fan, probably?
0: Yeah. Tony Gwynn, man. Tony God Glenn. rest his soul. Yeah. Loved watching that guy play. Yeah. Wow. San
1: Diego. Six thirty in the morning. That's that blows my mind. So in summary, then, what would you like to say to uh, to Royals fans listening right now?
0: To Royals fans go royals
1: (laughs) i love it short and sweet to the point i love it
0: oh yeah
1: well thanks a lot for your time man. hopefully we'll stay in touch and uh, look forward to uh watching you progress over the the next several years and and, you know i'm excited you're part of the organization
0: thank you Dave. thank you for having me man all right take care thanks you too